This is Moonshine and Music with Joe Shelton. Wait a minute, that's me. Anyway, we're going to bring you some inspiring songwriters, musicians, and maybe some side challenges and other stuff around the music industry. So stick with us right now, because the show is coming your way. Woo! Moonshine and Music starts right now. Welcome to Moonshine and Music, and we have today Cyrus Youngman. How are you? Man? I'm good, man. I'm good. So um, I'm going to start off this interview by saying that today I have two of the original top ten that I made people to be on the show. Um, you and uh, Craig, who did a, an episode earlier. Oh. Um, and um, I made the so top ten. Your the, top ten. The first ten that I made a list of who do I want to have on the show. Wow. I had you, That's you on incredible. here because of the video for New Year's Eve that I just love. Oh. Like absolutely adore. Like I, I love everything about that video. That's and one I, of my I, when, favorite things I've ever made. When it came out, I was like watching like all the little crazy things that are happening. Which you could watch that video. If you guys don't know, Cyrus Youngman and the Kingfishers. Go find the video for New Year's Eve and watch it over and over. Like, just push pause on us. You can come back. He'll still be here for the interview. <laughs> go it's watch like, that It's like Pee Wee's Playhouse or something. It's just going over to the Boyd's cool. house. I know. There's so much stuff on the walls, and it's basically like a dive bar, but it's somebody's house. Yeah, I mean, it's, the, it's called the Man Cave, but yep. but the, the it's not just the, the fact that it's in the Man Cave. It's all the people it's that are there crazy for the crew that it's, are there for it. I know. I'm like, I, it's crazy. I, I like, I swear, I must have watched it ten times before I was like even like really listening to the song. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, I, mean it's I was hearing the song. Blast. The song was there, but I wasn't really paying that much attention to it because so much cool stuff was happening in the video. I know. And um, that video so rules. I, I also, you know, in a bit of other confession, I have a song that's on my new record. Um, that's called Dance With Me, and the Kingfishers get a shout-out in it, as well as Chris Wilson and the Heresy. So you might want to go find that song if you haven't heard it yet. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, but um, That's awesome. Because uh, the, the, the line is something around, you know, we're not the kind of band you'll have at the party. We're not the Kingfishers or Chris Wilson and the Heresy. So, because huh. I feel like my is somewhere in between that. <laughs> <laughs> that that spectrum, right? If I put you guys it's, on the opposite ends of, it's not as bumping or, yeah, like you know, yours is like the crazy party thing. Chris is gonna be like, hey, we're cool, we're sitting in the corner, and everybody's like kind of cross-legged on the floor listening, right? You know, <laughs> right? I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah, of that. it's a blend. Um, <laughs> so that that's uh, that's where that line come from. People have asked me, are, are what are you saying about him? I'm like, well, that's, I mean, nothing earth-shattering, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, no, so it's really cool to have you on. Now that it's I've talked about here. me for five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> um, go on, man. Go, go on, man. You're, I'm uh, enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, I, um, you know, so like, I got really dug the video. So I put you got, put you on that, you know, original list. And for whatever reason, it just I never got a hold of you or mm -hmm. or whatnot. And then you moved away. And so you know, we had to talk about all that stuff. So. Um, you know, where did Cyrus start making music? What what age were you when you started playing? You know, was that a? I think I was probably around twelve when I 
when I heard chords for the first time and I could I could play chords and and it just seemed like I could do a lot you know that might be where where songwriting was born for me um, but I heard Elvis when I was four years old and my parents always tell a story about me dancing for four hours and you know just just being overwhelmed with music you know and, and the joy of music when I was very young so um, so yeah I mean was that here in Indy where you grew up or where did you grow up I grew up in Anderson um, we were in Chicago when I was very young and then we moved here um, I think when I was four I, I always get it wrong. <laughs> so Anderson, but we Indiana? moved to Anderson, Indiana, and I grew up there. And I moved to the city when I was nineteen, I believe, nineteen or twenty. Um, and I joined a band called Full Monty, playing the drums, um, which is a great band. Yeah, was you, that your yeah, first band? It was called the Full Monty. That was that was the first band here in Indy. Um, and uh, what was your first one overall? I love first band names. It's a I, I collect them as a you know an aside let's see <laughs> oh my gosh this would be like going so far back um light speed was that was fifth grade light speed that's <laughs> awesome light speed was fifth grade so did you guys play all ballads or something like completely ironic like that or <laughs> no we wrote our own music we wrote our own stuff and oh wow you know we'd beatbox do you have I'd any that recorded like, do we get like yeah, I, I actually uh, I have a recording of something I did in either fourth or fifth grade, and it was all about going to the grocery store. Uh, that could be a topic now. I mean, it could happen in our songwriting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all about rebellion. Like, yeah. Yeah, my mom sends me to the grocery store, and she wanted me to get some bread. I didn't really want to. I'd rather get some candy instead. Ah, uh, I see. And, but then, but then it's like, you know, somehow I wrap it up at the end. In the conclusion, the denouement of the song, I decided to get the bread anyways. And because I've been a good boy, she buys me candy anyway. Uh. So that's kind of like, you know, archetypal. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's my like, mom wouldn't have. If you do the right thing, <laughs> Hopefully, if there's a benevolent God, which we don't know, you're going to get some candy at the end. That's what everybody keeps hoping. I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, but. <laughs> That's pretty deep for fifth grade. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah. So, so you moved up. You went to the full Monty. Mm -hmm. And you played drums. Mm -hmm. Did you play other instruments when you were younger, or was drums your thing? Uh, I, I started out playing the piano and... I, I just didn't like it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was reading. I think I think I just have never been good at reading music, and um, that made me not enjoy playing the piano. I had a fine teacher, um, but when you're it really just didn't young, really they try work. to force you into that, right? Like yeah, yeah. yeah like the, and it's really hard. It's like higher level math to do reading of music and play it. Yeah. And, and they just pretend, oh well, you, if you just do this, like it's easy or something. It's not. <laughs> I think it's really good for some people and really bad for other yeah. people. And it's, you know, raising kids is, is hard. I have, have never tried it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but from what I hear, it's, it's really difficult. And, you know, you can't know if your kid's going to be math-minded or artsy-fartsy or a blend or totally strange. And 
antisocial, brilliant. You, you just have right. no idea yeah. until they get to a certain age. So throw them in piano lessons. If they hate it, in six months, pull them out. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not a bad idea. Right. <laughs> just wasn't wasn't for me. So you did piano and some drums. Did, was the where, guitar? What, what, what all do you play? I mean, I don't even know. I, I picked up guitar. I got a Washburn in Chicago um, at the folk. What is it called? It's like the center of folk music or something like that in Chicago. Um, and I think I, I started drumming after I saw this guy named Sam Tompkins, who I haven't talked to or thought of in years and years. Um, but he, he played in this praise and worship band at the school, and he was just the coolest guy. He'd walk around the halls of the high school with his drumsticks in his back pocket, and he was like the only guy wearing skinny jeans, and you know he wore like a bandana around his neck, and just like, he's the coolest <laughs> guy ever. And I'd, I'd watch him playing the drums. So I never, I've never had a drum lesson in my life, but through watching him and just trying to imitate, um, I learned how to play the drums. I play harmonica. Um, I can sit down and kind of figure anything out up to the point where I could write a song and it would be it would be a special moment with that musical instrument oh mandolin and I came up with this tune but I you know I wouldn't consider myself an expert really on anything else guitar drums harmonica that's cool guitar so you were playing in the full monty came into indie mm-hmm. and where do we go from there um well <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> That's okay. That's what we're here for. Yeah. It's a long form show. Well, I've always been, you know, like a good kid who, you know, really, really wants to, to help help out, you know. Um, and Full Monty, we had it, you know. A really, really special band, and the people in that band were incredibly talented. But we were all operating under this darkness, you know, that that same darkness that Robert Johnson met out in the fields at the crossroads or whatever. You know, we were we were walking that line. Some some band members more than others. But it, you know, there's just after a while, there's alcoholism and substance abuse, and there was there was. A moment where we could have had our break, um, a guy named Tom Zutat came out to see us, and he put Weezer on the map. A lot mm -hmm. of other bands, he was a talent scout. It's the only time in my entire life that I've, you know, met somebody on that scale who was, who was going to make an offer. And at that time, the singer in the band was very unreliable, unpredictable. Um, loved the guy, but, but at this time, he was just drinking constantly, not coming to practice, not even coming to certain shows. We didn't know where he was, you know. Um, and uh, and I had, I had taken, uh, I had taken a substance that kind of spoke to me and it said, uh, you gotta get out of this now. You know, or drinking is gonna become a real problem. Other things are gonna become a problem. This is too unstable. The whole house smells like death, you know? You gotta get out of here, you know? And so, so when Tom came to see our last show, he said, why, why is this band breaking up? And, and I kind of told him, I said, I just, 
can foresee a future where, you know, people don't, people don't end their lives in a good way or people end their lives before 27. <laughs> right. You know, and so, so I got out of that. Um, I was dating a girl named Joni Ross, who's now Joni Youngman. She's my wife. And, and uh, we kind of just made a clean break of it. I was unemployed for a while. Um, and I did street performing in Broad Ripple. It kind of made my rent that way. Um, I wrote a novel uh, about street performing um, and this really... What's the name of the record? I mean, the, uh, the album. It's called Youngman's, Book. Youngman's Pilgrimage West. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's about street performing uh, from Indiana all the way to Seattle, down to San Francisco, and then back when I was... 19 right before I moved to the city um, so it was kind of like a soul searching journey with with my buddy Coyote yeah. and uh, and I, I finished that book it was a lot of like sitting there and writing and chain smoking mm -hmm. and just not being very good to my body but <laughs> but writing you know right. um, then uh, I got a job at the School of Rock and things kind of took this amazing turn um, where I met the Kingfishers and, you know, moved into this house and suddenly, you know, it's like, you know, I've got something to say. Now I'm, now I'm the front man. This is really exciting, you know? Mm -hmm. um, Cause I hadn't been the front man in a band for, for many, many years. And, um, and really, really great response from audience. And we made, you know, we made some records. Um, a really unfortunate thing happened uh, about four years ago, I got in a car accident, and uh, the top of my spine came slightly dislocated from my skull. Oh man! Yeah, and um, and I couldn't play the guitar for four years. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Wow, <laughs> that's that's a doozy, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. But so, you can play now. I can play now. Oh. Yeah. Um, was it a that, that like took a long time to relearn, or was it that uh, something changed? Well, so it's a form of atlas subluxation. That's what happened to me, um, and I didn't know that the bone was out of place for about three months, and that was enough time to do nerve damage, right? And all kinds of damage to my my back and uh, and my arms and tendons and things and and. I didn't even know what it was, um, and I was searching far and wide for, you know, <laughs> why can't What's I play the guitar? On? Yeah, why can't I think straight? Uh, it was very, yeah. very scary, very disturbing. Um, you feel like you have two skeletons, and they're fighting one another inside of you. Um, and I went to see a guy named Dr. Prather, who said, oh boy, you know, and when you see a doctor do that, <laughs> you know, like, it's yeah. not when good. When the doctor's scared, yeah, it's when the bad. doctor's scared, yeah. and he said, "You're gonna be fine, but it's not an easy road ahead." If you would have came and seen me, you know, like a uh, day after the car crash, it would have been no problem. But uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a battle. So he he had this machine that shot sound waves and and corrected uh, the issue. Right. Um, but due to anxiety and also, you know, just not having muscles built up to hold the bones in place, uh, popped back out. Oh. And did this for years and years. People all over this planet have 
they're going through body issues and you know they're silent about it they're trudging alone with that hot sad horrid burden they know they can't tell anybody about it because everybody they don't just have thinks a solution. they're whining they're, yeah, yeah either either you're just <laughs> whining or like you know you're spreading true like fear right like no reality reality is not very kind and so i I just shouldered this thing for a long time and uh then uh i learned to meditate um and i did a bunch of physical therapy and uh it's kind of miraculous it's miraculous and mysterious so a little while ago you guys took off from indy yeah what what happened why what what was that about I, i i read something about your journey but um, you know, what what was the journey? What 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 made you decide to, you know, skip away to um, a place where you're kind of isolated? From what I understand, right? You were yeah yeah. Um, well, things got so bad in the city, you know, with my with my issue, your, your pain, my physical yeah. issue. And I was a guitar teacher that couldn't play the guitar, you know. It's hard. Right. It was it was just like navigating a very intense maze, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I became very uh, distressed and, and depressed, almost deranged, you know. It just you know, I was in a lot of pain. Not yourself. I was not myself. Yeah, yeah. And it, I felt very desperate at a certain point. And I told I told my wife I said, uh, you know, we got to get out of here. <laughs> we just got to <laughs> do something. We got to make a clean break of it because I, you know, something bad's gonna happen if we don't. You know, that's just this feeling I had. So we kind of explored the idea of becoming park rangers. You know, because we love the national parks, and I thought, yeah, I could, I could be in this booth handing people their maps, and that wouldn't be very painful, you know? It just, <laughs> right, it would be, yeah. It would be a life, and I could go hiking, and we could, you know, we could make a life of it. And that was kind of the decision. We were gonna sell our house and just get out of there. And uh, sure enough, we sold our house, um, and uh, I hadn't thought about this stuff for a while. We sold our house, moved in with the in-laws to save up money, and that's when I that's when I went to see Dr. Prather, and he said something something is very wrong because they did a they did a test on my nervous system and said something's very wrong. You know these results are coming back. You're in the orange. If you're in the red, you die. And uh, it's like a panic disorder. Um, he said right now it's like there's a tiger chasing you. Well, I mean, the pain can drive you there. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the feeling of like, oh, it's never going to end. Yeah. And he said, you need to do something. You need to pursue transcendental meditation. Right now, this is out of my hands. So I did. And I swear, man, it was like... It was like meeting God or something, you know? It was mm-hmm. like on that level of spirituality. You see all these movies about it, and you have enough discussions about it over beers, around campfires, on road trips, and you're searching for it, 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 the source. Like what, you know? Where is it? What is it? It was, it was there. 
and it is there, and mm. I, I found it, you know? <laughs> and, you know, it gave me a lot of hope. There's a mantra I chant every single day, and it goes, Ong Name, Jugad Name, Sat Name, Siri Gurudeve Name. Essentially, that just means I bow to the ancient wisdom. You know, come into me, ancient wisdom. It's kind of Taoist in a lot of ways. You say, ancient wisdom knows what the path is. The path is what's the most interesting thing that could happen, you know, in the story. Right. Because, you know, every day or every moment. You say, I, if I trust in the ancient moment or the ancient wisdom, it's bound to get interesting. It's bound to be a good tale. And that's all I need to worry about. So, so suddenly I could play the guitar and uh, suddenly uh, we were all set to move to Marquette and it was very confusing because you know I loved I loved my band and I still love my band and uh, but I knew we had to leave you know right I'm, I'm gonna leave it at this because uh, you know the book will come out in five years but we, we went out to Marquette for a reason. We fought a demon that was living in our friend's cabin up there. I don't think we killed it, but we fought it. We weakened it, you know, for long enough that I think that they're going to be okay. Then I got a job offer uh, to be music director at the School of Rock. We said, let's go home. And here we are. Well, it's great that you're back. Yeah, it's great to be back. I mean, back, I can man. tell. I can tell that your spirits high. That you're. I've been. You I've know, been, loving things. I've been sick know? for about a week, so I always get all moody and. It doesn't seem like it. Uh, no, <laughs> good, you seem good. like you're in a great place. Good. The um, um, the other question I wanted to ask about, and like you know, taking it off the heavy and into the light. Yeah. Your hat. Yeah. <laughs> so like. We have 80-some episodes. We have all sorts of people with different hats. I wear yeah. hats, like, yeah. in, all incessantly. Yeah. It's just a different hat all the time for me because it's whatever sports hat is cool. Right. That I like today. Yeah. Or, what you know, like right now, the Colts, it's in Colts season, so I've got a Colts hat on. you got a Colts on. hat, yeah. Right. Where, where does the uh, seafaring, I mean, it's almost like uh, the captain from Gilligan's Island, right? Yeah. Uh, Jonas Grumby's hat. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. A lot of people say Yacht Rock or uh, what is that? They're always calling my wife and I. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was on WITT about three years ago or four years ago or something. And, and uh, he asked me that same question. And I said, well, it was my grandfather's cap. Really? I found it in the basement in this old box and I put it on my head and it was meant to be and then my mom heard that interview and she said that's not your grandpa's <laughs> so uh, I don't know if I don't know if I was like telling myself a story or you know how memories get all weird um, <laughs> maybe it was like in a box next to a bunch of his stuff or something um, but it was just a party cap just like a costume and I put it on my head and it felt really good um, and when I put it on before I'd go street perform during that period of time where I didn't have a job the, the tips doubled so 
<laughs> so I was like, you know what? This is my good luck charm. Damn, I and want one of those. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. If I'm wearing the hat, my day is significantly luckier. You know, it's like a, a luckier day. If I don't wear it, I also have to take care of my hair. Nobody <laughs> likes to do that. And I can't rock the, the I like short. To, I can't rock the buzz cut like you. Yeah, so. I, I like my hair so much, I cut it all off and put a hat over it. So right. that, that's, you know, we all have our demons, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, man, you know, we have a segment here that we have to do. Okay. And it will definitely lighten the mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my man, uh, the moonshine... Jeannie is going to visit us. Ooh. So you have to scooch over a little bit. Yeah, let's in. go. Let's go. Um, so this man is Brentley Smith. He is also known as the Moonshine Guru, mm -hmm. the world's greatest trivia player, Guru. the um, uh, Moonshine Psychic mm -hmm. at times. But oh, today boy. we're being visited by the Moonshine Genie, um, Cyrus Youngman, the Moonshine Genie. Very nice to make your acquaintance. Yeah, sure. Um, actually, like my aunt Jeannie gave this to me, but she said never to touch it, <laughs> or weird stuff would happen. Okay. Let me. <laughs> Can you make this stop? What did I do? <laughs> wow, that was something, man. I feel like I just like lived the whole universe. <laughs> I think you did. No, I'm good. It affects everyone differently. I've seen what he's done with that thing in the past. You'd think I'd be more tired, but I feel energized. <laughs> I don't know what happens because when things happen and it's happening now. It's happening now. Hey, I'm the genie. What's up? Not much, man. Um, okay, I have thought about this extensively. Mm -hmm. And, you know. Extensively? Yeah, I want the greatest whistle. <laughs> like a physical whistle or the ability to whistle? The ability. I can't do that. Like that kind of a whistle? No, that's the loudest, shrillest whistle. Maybe not the greatest. I think hmm. you could make it a little more melodious. Like but a, if you're um, trying to get somebody's attention, that's one thing. <laughs> and that'd be nice, you know, if it's an emergency. That's a good, that is, that is maybe the best whistle in an emergency. <laughs> but I want the best whistle, like... Like a Andy Griffith, Griffith show whistle? Like, exactly, yeah. Something that'll, like, just bring tears to people's eyes. Yeah, actually, no, all that's those, pretty good. Yeah. That's a good... All those whistles, I have, I have wishes, whistling talent. Whistling People don't know. I've been do. exhausted by the Andy Griffith show. Oh, uh, yes. You can't yeah. redo magic. No. Okay. <laughs> well, boy. So we, so we have to get innovative with our wishes here. We have to wish for something that's never been wished for before. And that's the, tough. And that a medium-level genie like the Moonshine Genie can provide, which is, you know, sometimes he has his limits. It's a sliding scale. Mm. Okay. <laughs> from what I understand from previous experience. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. I wish... To truly be able to appreciate this windy, windy day when I leave here. It's, it's billowy out there. Yeah. It's blowing. I can't make it a full appreciation, but like 62% appreciation. <laughs> That's the best I can do. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I'll take it. You have to come up with the other 38% some other way. <laughs> Uh, do I have to give you part of my soul? Because I really like I need I need most of that. 
no, just okay. to like make it by. Thanks. <laughs> no, Thank you. I'm trying to get rid of mine. That's a relief. That's why I'm genie stuff. <laughs> just like baggage. Yeah. Is that the boulder of Sisyphus? No, just Your like soul's little. Your just a rock you roll up a hill. No, just one away luggage. <laughs> <laughs> but none of them have wheels, so it's just too hard to take around. <laughs> See, what I'm trying to do is grant all these wishes and then to eventually, you know, empty the luggage. <laughs> the luggage is full of wishes, apparently. It's full and of wishes. And inside that. That. Well, take the cap off. What are you waiting for? It's it's gonna suck its geniness back in there if he takes the cap off. Have any more requests? <laughs> Let's see. Because this is like permanent. This is your your one if, shot. If, if your if your other wish is for him to take the cap off, then that'll happen. <laughs> That's easy. Um, <laughs> keep the animals safe. Can you keep the animals safe? From whom? <laughs> From us. Collectively, yes. Yeah. Well. I'm a genie. I don't need animals, so it's easy enough for me. But for anyone else, <laughs> sometimes you get hungry. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I, I have an affinity for killing chickens. Chickens? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. It tastes good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I hear. I shrimp. That's I why think tastes like it. I think God yeah. gave us potatoes. Man, like I don't need anything else. You fry those oh, suckers oh. up in a skillet. You know, you got salt. If it, enough potatoes. You want to and, with potatoes? Huh. Ham. Ham, bacon. chicken. Yeah. yeah. Take yeah. the potato, you put a little bit of bacon and a little bit of cheese on it and bake it. It's a whole different bacon, a potato when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah. Like a, I just I just want to keep the animals safe. I'm going to keep trying. All right, the I'll genie can do it. Three and a half percent. Yeah. <laughs> three and a half, About three and three. half percent wish <laughs> granted. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, it's better than time for me to. <laughs> what happened? You didn't go back in. Oh, apparently he did. No, Brent's back. I, I don't know why it just happened. Brentley Smith just oh, took me. Brent, where did you go? Did you go to the void? I don't what know what like? you call it. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's why I'm asking what happened. Is it kind of like amnesia? What's that? I forgot. Well, we drew with Sharpie all over your forehead <laughs> to show the audience. Yeah, that's embarrassing. <laughs> You're gonna check it out later on on recording. Yeah, you know? on YouTube. Yeah, later on YouTube. You're gonna see what happens. If you're just doing the podcast version, then you're just gonna hear what happened. <laughs> like right. a 1920s radio show. Yeah, you're gonna be stuck. But the um, world, the world is not you know, real. I think that if you're listening on the podcast, that watching it just to see this segment is a good reason to switch over to YouTube for a minute. You don't have to do the whole episode. Just the that. genie segment. The genie mm -hmm. segment is definitely a visual. It's wonderful. Is I'm definitely going to do that because I don't know what the hell just happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Comedian Brent Lee Smith. <laughs> Woo -woo! Very the nice moonshine to meet you. genie. The moonshine genie. <laughs> <laughs> So, what are you gonna sing for us today? I'm gonna sing a song called Pinocchio. Uh huh. And then I'm supposed to do two. I can't figure out what to do next because I'm writing these new songs, and it's so confusing. Because in the moment, I really think they're good, and then I listen back, and I'm not sure. Maybe that means that they're not good. But I just—they're so fresh. I haven't decided yet. If I feel really, really gutsy, I might try one. 
of these All new right. of these new guys. Well, I mean, we're up for whatever ones you want to do. As long as they're original songs, we're all happy. Cool. So, cool. Well, I'm um, going to do some T-Swift then. <laughs> that's, not, that's only original for her. If you can get her on to do her songs, we are all in. I mean, it, be, it's got to be good for everybody else's that'd ratings. That'd be pretty cool. Right? I yeah. Mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, if we get a Taylor Swift episode, then I'm certain the four episodes around it are going to get a lot more traffic just through osmosis. Right? Probably right, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we're all in. Taylor? Taylor, if you're out there, we come join you. us here at Please Books come. and Brews. We don't even have to invite you. Just drop by whenever you want. We'll actually even film it on a different day. We, it's all We'll play Dungeons, good. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons with you. Or Jenga. The whole I mean, night. Whatever. We could do Jenga. Right? Yeah, yeah, whatever can, your or jam Scrabble. is. Right. You know, there's a <laughs> right. lot of games around here. Right. We won't even make you sit through the Moonshine Genie. We'll just... <laughs> <laughs> what is, what is that? <laughs> all right. All right. All right, we're going to be right back on the Moonshine of Music stage with Cyrus Youngman. Thank you for coming in today. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. This song's called Pinocchio.
Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Not Less Entertainment. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved. Our producer is Joe Shelton. Our cameraman, grip, and stunt double is Brent Lee Smith. On cameras and all sorts of other stuff, Bailey Shelton. And our staff guru is Brent Schlemmer. Join us each Sunday for more episodes of Moonshine and Music.